And we're live. Webway Worldwide. Worldwide Webway. And this is Dark City Discord test run number one. We are the Batch Brothers. My name is Stuart. I'm Scott. You can call me Val for the duration of this podcast. But we're about to go through our obsessions. (laughs) A dissection of the obsession. Try not to sound too much like an 80s pop song as we take you on this journey into the bowels of Komarag, or the Dark City. I'm excited for this. Um, You know, we always think that we have a voice and sitting down and sharing with other people has never been something that I thought about doing myself because I didn't think I was creative enough, but now's the time. Technology is ours. The voice is ours. And if you are eager enough to lend us your ear, we would like to take you, our potential future audience, into all things Warhammer 40K. All things. All things. I mean, well, as we know, the vast sub-realm of the Webway is just that vast and a sub-realm. Um, somewhere in between there is the bread of that meat, your real space, and your warp. So we got a lot of ground to cover. Lots of ground to cover, lots of ideas. Um we always want to come from a point from the webway, but uh, we're going to just go through everything. Yeah, we'll, you know, start grounded in real space this time. Let them know who we are, what we're here to do. Absolutely. So, uh, Scott. Oh, put me on the spot first? Sure. <laughs> All right, I feel like I'm at a job interview. So, uh, yeah, how did I get interested in Warhammer 40K? That's my latent uh, psychic power from being a Drukari. Time spent out of Kamarag is starting to sort of uh, heighten that. So I read your mind. Um, Good. Many moons ago, so many moons that a git should not be allowed to count it, um, I got into it. Shoot, I think 11, 12 years old. Yeah, you're nodding your head like you can kind of know where I'm going with this. No, um, yeah, I, I was 12. 12, exactly. okay. First army. Better yet, first experience. Walking to a game store with my friends, uh, braving uh, a trek through the park. We weren't allowed to leave the neighborhood, and we said, F it, let's go check out this game store. So we took a stroll into the future, as it were, and went through the door, and we're looking for Pokemon cards, of all things. But we did not want to leave with Pokemon cards once we walked in. Um, some of us got snared in Magic the Gathering, and other of us started gravitating towards this thing called Warhammer 40K. Am I too much? Do you want me to keep going? No. Okay. Uh- and of course, share this, it all. Share it all. Yeah. At this time period, <laughs> this is what makes it funny. So I'll make this kind of ironic and fun. This release was third edition. Um, Gav Thorpe, Andy Chambers, the two men most responsible for, I'm going to steal this from King, two men most responsible for me not graduating college. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they put out this charming edition of Warhammer 40K where they took some of the whimsical elements of second edition Warhammer 40K and they toned it into the grimdark that all of us, I think, have gravitated towards since, you know, the dark ages and space, 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 space. There you go. Um, and so immediately, I thought the space runes were cool, but my friend, Matthew, he was really into the space runes. And, you know, as a kid, you like gravitating towards, maybe it's the Pokemon in all of us. You have red, I want blue, right? Okay. Like, we got to be different. So I was like, well, I don't, I like the Imperium. I don't like these chaos guys. They're not cool. And Z, like aliens are faking gay. So I think the initial approach to Warhammer 40K is always good and evil, right? It is. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're 11, it is. Especially. Yeah. I mean, it, little did you know that nobody is good. And it's hilarious hearing the young crowd, if I may divulge for a moment, get into it and sort of articulate it. Like, the forces of order will team up, right? My Votan, my sisters, my 
Eldari. And you're just like, that's cute. You know, maybe we all could sing Kumbaya one day, but I'm sorry, my friend. It's just not in the cards. There was a Satan that died long ago, and it's probably why reality is the way it is with its sick, twisted sense of humor called Grimdark. Anyway, I have digressed too much. I bought Catachance. That was my first army. It's a good um, one. It was fun. You know, it's an 11-year-old begging your parents for money. That's probably not the best army to start with. Um, third edition, you still needed a handful of, you know, platoons and tanks and all sorts of fun stuff. But yeah, uh, the reason I thought that was funny is your third edition bar- box set was Black Templar and Dark Eldar, and I did not touch Dark Eldar until the fifth edition release. That was probably when I got into it as well. So my story's a, l- a little similar. Um, actually, our friend Dave. Oh, yeah. Dave, um, him and I went to church together, and he showed me a magazine he picked up at 31st Century, a local game store um, in our town. The future at the time, yeah. Right? And he showed me all these models, and I was like, this is amazing. And I What had, is this thing? <laughs> had, like, It just blew me away like what it represented, and he, as he tried to explain the game to me. I don't think he had a good... Con- good uh, understanding of what it was. But Knowing Dave, probably not, but his excitement, I'm sure, was enough to like compel one right? to want to jump in. He like showed me Princess Mononoke, the anime movie, and I, he's like, check this out, man. I just got into this playing this game. And I was like, wow. And I was 12 as well. Um, Gosh, I spent all summer painting houses so I could afford <laughs> Space Marines. Yeah. And I painted them up like Dark Angels. Um, I held on to those nasty, non-primed models. Oh, non-prime painted. Non-prime. Wow. I, like, I think my Catachans were the same way. <laughs> you know, like, no one sat me down. I remember Joe trying to tell me at 12, which was the store owner of that store, uh, tell me how to paint it. And I was like, <laughs> like... It came with like an introductory paint set right. with no primer. And I was like, I'm going to go to town. I've so. got one brush. It's all I need, baby. So I never got to play with those that army. I think, gosh, uh, but I still like sat down and read rules and enjoyed the lore and started reading books when I was a kid. And then I think about 20, um, I really jumped back into the game. Yeah, something about fifth edition drew it me was, back in. It was the tail end of fourth, and then when they came out with all the Drakari stuff, I was like, "Ooh, Ooh yeah!" And I, I had so on that note, I got pulled in Black Reach, my second. I mean, that's, we'll, we'll that's go down the much, list. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody did. We'll go down the list what armies we've played, but to take a detour, that's I spam Marines, bought Chaos a second time, and then the Dark Eldar came out, the Phil Kelly written fifth edition Dark Eldar book, and it was like I couldn't move. I didn't sell any of my stuff, but I couldn't move that out of my main focus any faster. Like, it, you know, it was insane. It was like they may as well have been swallowed up by the warp and the webway exploded open and the invaders into my dark heart, the Drukhari, came out. Of course, they weren't called that back then. Mine was reading the path of the renegade. <laughs> oh, dude, I know. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that. Having just recently finished that, there was a large nostalgia wave that hit me when I, it clicked that I was reading that book. I bought a unit of witches because I wanted to paint something other than word bearers that I had been setting up. And I built them. And if it wasn't for that book, I probably would have a fully painted word bearers army and not like two armies. Right. <laughs> Cause it, it's, it, I remember putting those witches on bases and then sanding the bases. And while I was sanding them, I, the 
put glue on there, put sand. You know, right. It's kind of an old practice, but I take an X-Acto knife and I was digging around their feet so it made it look like they were in this arena and that you could see their footprints in the sand and where they dug in. And I mean, they, they still look good. Like, they're still primed. Like every once in a while, I'll rinse the dust off of them knowing they'll get paint on them one day. But all that because of that book. Thank you, right. Andy Chambers. <laughs> I feel like that book really split my interest to just <laughs> that's a good Eldar, way to put it, right? Uh-huh. Eldar in general, because um, just the conflicts that they're in that book. Um, but yeah, essentially, a gosh darn magazine. And my buddy <laughs> was it a white dwarf? Was that it what was, it was a white dwarf? It was no, it was their catalog. Okay, it was their catalog that had, like, oh, I had every those. Yeah. every miniature on their line, and you could order it and like check box check mark the boxes in the back of the magazine like a gosh darn. Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> I want all of this. This is a lot of money. I'm surprised that something Games Workshop never instituted is having like little, like, you know, instead of Girl Scouts selling cookies, having like Boy Scouts going out and trying to sell models or subscriptions. <laughs> and if you get so many sold, then you can get like a free Dreadnought or something. Oh, but yeah, that's that's my story of how do I got in. So um, I kind of want to circle back around. Sure. Um, Pasaki it away, baby. Right, so... Uh, Essentially, Scott and I, the Batch Brothers here, we want to really keep this channel focused on everybody. Um, we're here to have a voice, but we also want to invite everybody to share their stories as we progress along this podcast to ex- hear what other people have to share. I mean, I mean, it can be from hobbies to what got them interested in 40K, what is their current projects... There's people out there that know more about the lore than both of us probably put together. That surprises me, but yes. And we're here to just uh, share everybody's opinions on the hobby, the lore, the the, the game. Um, that's why we're here. I feel like we don't have enough channels to, to share all those ideas. It's all about looking in a mirror and being honest with what you see. Um, if I may add on to that, sure. just an asterisk, you know, the one thing, I'm going to go a little Tolkien on this since we're in the topic of Eldar. Um, you know, with community comes song and invitation to sort of all rejoice in the same thing. In this case, Warhammer 40K. You know, it's a war game and there's a little bit of aggression and tensions are high. I still think that, you know, we're each other's sort of commune in this. We're all sort of participating in the same... I don't know, what do you call it? <laughs> Ever-unfolding narrative? Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria is a good way to put it. I mean, even if it's Games Workshop releasing uh, something that we all can collectively clutch at our pearls and go, what the... F-? That's a song. We're all in it together. So for that, just to explain a little bit, you know, Dark City, everybody knows that's Komarog. Eldar, all world singers, spirit singers, all of those, right? Well, what does the Dark City have to offer but nothing but discordance? So even if you're being a little discordant, you're still... A fell note, and you're welcome. So, you know, curb you that. just us too. <laughs> much like me and my ramblings. But the point is, you know, um, constructive feedback, participatory involvement. We're all warriors in the same dojo, you know? Yeah, we, and we want to we wanna reach out to everybody that we possibly can and hear everybody's song. Yeah. And we want to see what your Discord's all about. We'll, we'll stop doing those illusions for now. Uh, but... <laughs> I did find it, it was a little charming, though. And the more you read about the, the Tolkien idea that elves sing well, and then you get into, like, the way Wraithbone works or that glass plague. If you remember, sorry, spoilers, those who haven't read the Path of Renegade book, but 
they all but confirm that thing, the glass plague, thrives the same way Wraithbone does. When a freaking world singer begins her tune, that thing snaps to life and you're like, vaccine antibodies that you have in Komarag to fight from that or they don't matter because it's now growing beyond their ability to like stop it it was amazing I was like whoa I don't think that clicked for me the first time I read it no it did not but the I, second time I was like I get what's going on here okay I uh I think I'm on my starting my sixth read oh wow yeah you beat me there um but again my knowledge and passion for Jakari's definitely waved come come in waves <laughs> came in waves it can um and you know i but it stayed with me in the last decade honestly right it's it's in it's i would say to games workshop's credit not to get too far off the beaten path in this discussion but they have kept the rules relatively good in a sense that as a player i don't feel like you're put out and like there's addition that i gotta sit this one out you know i don't i don't feel like any dark eldar players said that in a long time no it's I mean, seventh and eighth was probably my least favorite, but it still was enticing for me to play. It was. What was I crushed it in eighth? <laughs> Sorry, that was like my addition to make everybody hate me. Maybe sixth and seventh, I should say that. Um, but it, there was still like me as a player, competitive player. I like to find uh, interesting things about a specific army that will that, that nobody expects. That's kind of my style, but. We're kind of jumping ahead. I think what we should go over is what armies we have. Let's do it. Okay, um, I'll start with this one. <clears throat> okay. Uh, you want to do current, or do you just want to, you want to do uh, well, dealer's we'll, choice? You tell us if you're going to go current or chronological. We'll just do both. Okay. I'll go to start with chronological. Chronological. So um, I started with Dark Angels, very first thing, and then the next thing was actual Eldar. Oh wow! When everything was pewter. Yeah. Um, I had a friend stomp me into the ground four or five times um, and never let up. And it wasn't, he, he did, I was still learning how to play. And uh, he was playing orcs. I bet you could guess who it was. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. But um, essentially, it just wasn't fun. I didn't know how to, com- I didn't know what strategy was. I was still learning how to paint, put stuff together. Um, but I still had passion for it. So I ended up selling. Eldar, and then I got into orcs myself. <clears throat> That's and the I, winning army, right? <laughs> right, and then I stayed with orcs. Uh, gosh, probably till seventh I had them, and then I sold the whole batch. Um, but after that was salamanders, which I still own today. So that's the army. I, I remember the orcs, but I remember more vividly your salamanders. Yeah, and that's the one I really sat down and uh, forced myself to learn how to paint and airbrush and... Um, get creative rather than uh, you know I telling everybody I knew how to paint right and after salamanders gosh sixth and seventh came in and everybody was doing cheesy flyer stuff so I was like uh Drew Kari. yeah yeah <laughs> but I what was funny is I Flyers bought the flare I bought a bunch of old Reaver jet bikes in fourth ed because I thought they looked awesome mm-hmm and um, when all the fifth ed stuff came out, I was like secretly buying a box and I never told anyone about uh-huh. it. Never told anyone about it until six came in. And then when the, all the templates were still fresh and like flyers were the shit. You're like, hey guys, look what I have. Guess what's up? I was like Tao and a, I remember t- the, the boogeyman at the time was, again, uh, not to be off topic, the boogeyman at the time was Tao. 
and it was like the Aegis defense lines. Oh, this was during the Decurion detachment timelines, right? Yep. So okay. I had... I may not have called it in that edition, but I know, yeah. It's essentially that. So Drakari had a couple of detachments, but I had Void Raven Bombers that had four pie plate <laughs> templates. So it was like every Tau player's nightmare. Yeah. I did everything I could to get every template. Yeah, they... they Flamers were like Drakari and Boat's worst nightmare because you got the auto... Shoot, yeah, I remember, max gosh, hit. that seems like so long ago. I remember that, and uh, <laughs> I but I didn't care because it was like everyone bundled up on def- defense lines, and I was like, gosh, four big member the big drop a bomb on that, right? Yep, so I took <laughs> was that six inch diameter, or those are eight inch, I forget. Uh, the diameter, I think, were three, so six inch pie plates, okay. so I'll do, I think, um. They were big. And then I took a detachment of Talos, Homunculos, and Kronos that dropped down three flamer templates. So it was like... Oh, you mean from this book here, the Homunculus Covens book? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Scott uh, has is a hoarder. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, that's an understatement. <laughs> well, we got infinite space in the webway. Next disjunction, I'm going to have another storage unit. What do you I want call him that while we're sitting in a in a room filled with my own uh, plastic. Uh, in various stages of being built, <laughs> painted, or still. Uh, you know, there's even boxes that the silophane's been removed from, and of course there's still boxes with the silophane on it, so there's all these various so, stages. Uh, n- no, this is the pot calling the kettle black here, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. We come from uh, the same batch, what do you expect? Um, that was a good addition. And then, um, I never got rid of them. And I, I, the thing is, I only primed them black and I went to tournaments that I could play, um, because I just, I wanted to do them justice right. on how to paint them. And my friend showed me a, uh, again, I'll keep going off topic here. Um, show me how to do it's branches off like the many highways of the webway. <laughs> he showed me a Dr. Faust um, uh, YouTube video on how to do Dracarian and just was like, I was like, I can never do that. Uh-huh. And I didn't do it till like maybe like six years later. Never ever say never ever. Right? And I don't know about you, Scott, but it's probably like my favorite paint scheme I've ever seen. I'm So I feel like I'm... Not to do my own horn. No, here. no, you're fine. And I, honestly, I don't hear any hubris in there because I feel like I'm coming across the same mountain that, that you had already began to climb or reaching the, the end of, or maybe it never ends. But I'm at the foot of it with having this army that has been effectively primed with three shades of red that would make them blood angels, and I'm working them into being the flayed skull, like, finally. And, like, just sort of... I mean, I don't mean to indulge for a moment, but I will, and we'll get back to your armies. I had some more color, brought up some reds last night in a Kabbalite, my prototype model. And I dreamt colors like I like you do if you play a video game all day. Like you spam play like Gauntlet Legends with your friends for eight to twelve hours, and you go to rest your head, and all you see is the pixels and the button smashes. Well, shoot, all I could see was red. Very primal dreams, but it was all very artistic too. So I'm in it. Like I'm at the foot of the mountain. I can see it now, and I'm I'm stoked. I'm looking at my highlights. Like you're all pastels. I'm noticing that now. It's fun. And a tip of the hat to Flayed Skulls. They're Tip of the hat to the flayed skulls. I think they'd appreciate that. Like, uh, (laughs) um, flayed skull archon abilities were always the best. Like the plus one strength is. And attack. Yeah. I think it's funny that. Yeah, we're really getting off topic. Yeah. But they're the aerial based ones. And Verask Maldrich, they're formerly a Reaver, but now just badass archon. Like, he is one of the most grossly close close combat of guys. Like, 
We're gonna we're gonna shoot zoom around the board until we're ready to go in for the kill. So uh, back Salamander Dark Eldar. Yeah. So eighth came in and then Death Guard hit. I remember this. Death Guard hit that and Poxwalker uh, Death or Plague Bear combo that you and I stumbled on that one day when we were hobbying. Yeah, and what was funny was like like weeks we, ahead of other people, I swear. Yeah, we didn't net deck that. I was like there's no way that this works. Uh-huh. And sure enough... It just hadn't so, been errated yet. Right? And <laughs> someone else had figured it out, and eventually it got shut down. But yeah. it was Death Guard and uh, Demons is what I was playing. And then I so painted... What, Plague Bearers? If I remember the combos, Plague Bearers and Poxwalkers. One would die, and it could resurrect the other one. And you could almost like basically do like a, like a feedback For every loop. Plague Bearer was, that would die, or Poxwalker, it just said friendly unit. That's right. Um, that would die, you could spawn another Poxwalker. That was before they put a cap on Poxwalkers. And, and they didn't have reserve. any rules as to like where it came in, just had to be within an inch of your unit, so you could just go, well, you're really locked into this close combat now. Then they came out with the rule where you couldn't put it in engagement range, which was fine, and then they came out with reserve rules. They really We were very happy to break other people's hearts so <laughs> they could come out with those rules. I was happy to break uh, our, our guard player's heart. As he, tr- <laughs> as he tried, he didn't to do anything. In. The first wife of his didn't already do. Right. <laughs> and then uh, after Death Guard, um, I sold them on eBay for like I don't know, like three grand because I had them all painted up, all pretty. Yeah, that was a good color. It was like a pre heresy, but rotted through. Like it was aesthetic. their original white color. And I, one day when we get cameras and pictures, I'll have to share it with everybody on on our video podcast six months down the road. Right. Um, Maybe we should get a squad of them and take us through. That's what I used to do. Can I still do it? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, after that, um, I bounced around a whole bunch. Nothing really stuck. And then um, I actually um, bought Orcs for the new edition with all the new models. And it was just daunting to put together. And I was just like, I started a new job. And my buddy's like, Hey, I'm selling my Eldar. Um, and he had put it all together. And I was like, oh, that would be a good jump. And I was thinking to myself, will it? Because I'm such a yeah nitpicky. I was say, Stuart, I was going to ask you, looking at those, I, w- I didn't want to be insulting, but I was like, I don't think you put these together. Um, Some of those for the mold lines and stuff. Okay. Well, if we're, like if we're looking at the heavy weapons, oh, okay. I haven't finished them. Okay, you haven't got out that P1500 sandpaper and really like smoothed that barrel Correct. down? Okay. I was just trying to throw games together. I did put Fair those enough. together. but if you, I didn't mean to out you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just You could have just rolled with it and be like, oh, no, that I'm was somebody else's. That we're, was... we're literal here. Yeah. Look at that. So the weapon comes off. So oh, okay. So we you got everything else. This right here, mm-hmm. ready to go. Ready to go. Um, but uh, no, I acquired a, gosh, probably three thousand dollars worth of eldar we traded up for some orcs um i would say that's trading up for sure um (laughs) not that orcs are bad i just enjoy the competitive fluff of what eldar craft world harlequins and drakari have so i actually have harlequins as well um it's smaller say ninth edition kind of did you favors by throwing those all into one book Uh, essentially so i mean I'm I'm fully committed on <laughs> Eldar now. I mean, right. essentially, like, uh, it just fits my flavor. I thought about Gene Sither Colt at one point in time because it's still that trading game. Right. But, um, and then Fluff is just like, I like the 
uprising incursions uh-huh. and on worlds to kind of workers like, of the star gods unite to biofeed <laughs> yeah. the the big monster and then it's like then gersh they're just yeah <laughs> taken in as biomass and you're just like the fuck it's an accelerated example of what a citizen in the imperium's life co- contributes to you know it's just one is so you think you're you're into this big picture it's delusional at least right? they've got family right <laughs> but essentially that's kind of my roadmap from uh start to finish on armies there's been a lot of things that I've bought and sold but they're I, yeah they're not even honorable mentions at this point no and um I'm I've got a probably 3000 points put together of craft world that's ready to be painted I've got a one guardian that I have painted up. It's a maroon. You have that slick, yeah, I'll say the Altensar maroon look. The ones that Mogan Roth saved. Yep. Um, gotcha, B. Pulled their, pulled their, you know what, out of the warp. But I, you know, I just don't know if I trust that. But far be it for me as a Drukari fan to say that anything close to its demise that's returned from whence it came back to new again should be not trusted. I mean, that's just, that's just par for the course in our lifestyle, right? I think that's Eldar 101. Right. <laughs> yeah. Even if our cousins want to deny what it is. I the fact that the Drukari see themselves as the true elder, I I just want to take a victory lap on that one. The psychology and the hubris again on that. It's just great. But uh just so you viewers know, I've 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 loved Magmax and then <laughs> uh Yeah. It, and so, essentially with when I went back to figure out what I wanted to paint and I my buddy showed me that painting thing, I pulled it up again from like eight years prior and I was like I'm gonna do this it's pretty much Mad Max vibe mm-hmm. it's dirty it's rusty it's weathering torn it looks like blood everyone's like every time I go play at a tournament they're like that's a nice blood effect you got on your stuff I'm like they're fucking planes yeah I don't know how that I mean that was a big thing they hit if that's blood right and yeah, they, they hit a bird on the highway or what I mean no it's it's <laughs> literally like paint chipped yeah that's what it looks like color on some everything. some atmospheric reaction to whatever you know and solar colors they had on there a touch of t- to a n- tip of the hat to dr faust is the purple skin oh yeah um, as i like to say your guys dabble in the gene stealer things it's just in fashion and they love it right the homunculus <laughs> went one step too far yeah and we used to joke about that and i think it was the eighth and ninth edition codexes for codices for drukari that came out that actually have like a fluff insert that there's like a sub realm where like there's these gentry, you know, sybarite patricians of this Archon cabal that are this Archon's uh, court and their cabal that dabble with that the genes of that, Tyranids. And yeah, they get they off on, on it, and they yeah, and I, if I remember correctly, they don't even live on Kamor. No, no, well, it's a sub realm, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's uh, what do they call that suburb of Chicago, Aurora, Illinois. <laughs> but yeah, that's me, Stuart. Um, that's my. That's the list of my army. What I have today is just Eldar. Yeah, um, say so you're all the cousins. Uh, One big rainbow of love, hate, and resentment. And I'm excited for tenth. I'm I've I've um not to pour the time, but Oh don't worry. Uh my chance I've, is coming. <laughs> <laughs> the negativity that I've heard from the tenth tenth edition previews, you have like two percent of the information available to you. Don't get emotional yet. I mean, um, unless you get off on that, in which case, just keep it in perspective. You know, know that you're excitable and clutching pearls is fun. Don't don't, don't let sh- it go to your head. But yeah, don't shut other people down for like getting excited. I've already come up with like six different combos <laughs> on on what potential like freaking fire prisms taken three 
having one jump out, fire and fade out, having another one jump out in the next turn, can I get a negative one? Right. And then the next turn, I, or all every turn that it's, I'm potentially exposed, I've got a farseer to get a negative one wounds. And do I have a invuln save? Do I have a strand of fate? Right. Do I have... Like, right, well, there's all these the variables, but even more that, what about the unknown? Like, we have yet to see how accessible That's, buffs and debuffs are across the board in the meta, you know? So having the fact that you have guaranteed dice... That's a big thing. And it's not like Sisters of Battle where it's like, they have to die. <laughs> and you get you so many f- of them, but they have to die to get more. It's like, eh. You have a Farseer that can turn them into sixes. Mm-hmm. And do you have an invuln on, on a Fire Prism? We don't know. And what what does the rest of our Psyker Unic types have? Like, yeah, there, well, there's a lot of unknowns. That's that's the neat part. Um, what is Eldrad? Ol- yeah, Eldrad Old One. He probably has some neat things. But you I mean, know the, he does. Well, like the big step back, the ten thousand yard view is that nobody other than the developers have an idea of what this edition is, top to bottom. Not even the games workshop so, manager. Well, they probably have no idea. They're probably at eleven o'clock hour going. Let's who's bitching about what army? Okay, let's change that real quick. Like <laughs> it's still you know in the the realm of sub creation. Yeah, this to be hammered down. But what I'll tell everybody who comes on the channel or opponents that I play in real life is it's all about being happy and taking a stance and creating something, right? Creating something different that you can be competitive with. What other people say doesn't matter. Yeah. You know how many times I've, I mean, I'll even tell you about my 8th editions, like conquerors of taking slashing impact and, oh, and test of skill. <laughs> like, like nobody I remember those like, theory crafts. I, well, I played them. Right. And I know. You and I would sit up there for hours talking about it and then you'd come and tell me like, dude, this happened. These people left I played, unhappy. <laughs> I played Raven Wings Centurions, like the unbeatable thing, and uh-huh. I'm like charged him with witches and like How do you like, like those mortal wounds on a five and six, boy? Yeah, like <laughs> here's six mortal wounds and everyone's like, What? And what? Then I have yeah. Void Rain Bombers and Grotesque, and it was just like you know, and nobody was doing that. Yeah, it was it was weird because it was and I mean we are definitely indulging a little bit, but that was psychic awakening, and I think at that point most people were centered on Cabal the Black Heart. Or I think of City and Rose is like one of those two. Maybe the, Flayed Skull. There was a four up invuln uh, coven. coven. Yeah, but like if you read between the lines, you're like, I don't need to have the most obviously good thing. I'd rather utilize a strategy around rules that supplement that strategy. All of a sudden, in your face, hit you as fast as I can in close combat. And every one of my models on the table, whether it's a witch leaving disembarking a raider or a reaver hitting you in close combat, has a potential to do mortal wounds. Yeah, that's it's. For those of you that play Age of Sigmar, that play both, I mean, that is a charm. A lot of the newer armies where you're going to do your damage on your way in. Yeah. But to the point, don't let other people tell you how to play. Yeah, don't you ever tell me how to live my life. I, I will. I tell will. me how to play. Unless they're doing something wrong in the rules, in which case, politely tell them they're wrong and take pride in it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, my less little two cents on that is just have fun and make your own make your own way discuss your own strategies it's good to pick things apart sometimes the obvious is not always the best one yeah it's far too easy to get pulled into somebody else's argument and get balkanized among your peers for something that you never put plastic to the table and roll dice on yeah okay scott so shoot yeah now i'm up so we know uh, mr death world catachans I don't. I think I played some games with them. Played against Tyranids. Most of the gaming I did with those was in my front yard. That's funny. 
Right, Tyranids. Tyranids in the front yard. No, no, I didn't but play against Tyranids in the front not, yard. But not the front yard, but the Tyranids. Yeah, yeah. No, but when I'm looking at these guys and they all look like Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator, I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna. How many did I bring out here? Okay, we got. I think it was like 16 a kid or whatever. Okay, make sure we got them all. And I take them back inside. So I mean, I was still even playing with them outside, like you would toys. I think my first game was on was a kitchen table. Kitchen table. Okay, yeah. I mean, I at least had the luxury of my first game being at 31st century, but. This during the days of Sweeping Advance, and it was... I'm sure we weren't playing it right. And Actually, I think we were. Third edition Sweeping Advance was borderline, like, insane. Uh, but I digress on that. So after Catachans, um, I did end up wanting to play something with power armor. It wasn't Space Marines. I think the natural thing was to be the bad guy, right? Black and white. My friend's playing Dark Angels, and I'm thinking, I want to do Chaos. They also have Demons, Bloodthirster. Whew. I remember... A lot there. Yeah, I know. Um... I remember buying them. I remember painting Abaddon. I loved all their special characters. That's what got me into Chaos. I had them all. And I think um, Chaos had the most back they, then. I think they did. Now I think about it. I mean, go down the line. You had Araman. You had Fabius Bile. You had the Doom Rider. For those of you who remember him. Yeah. As a freaking Ghost Rider for Slanesh. Awesome. Um, you had um, Abaddon. I think I already said him. Karn. Oh, uh, shoot. Uh, Typhus came out later. The model did. But he may have been in the book. He came... Yeah, he was definitely in the book, but like, gosh, the, the amount yeah. of characters they had it was a lot. Way more. Than, you had Marnie's Calgar and. Right. I think you probably had more special characters in your uh, supplement, like supplement codices, like your Blood Angels and your Dark Angels. Sure. Um, but I'm just going off of like what the models look like in that second going into third edition pose. <laughs> like the, there's some archetypical poses there. Uh, all right. So, yeah, with my Chaos. Yeah, exactly. He's got it. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know. Walk like an Egyptian almost, right? Right. The 2D <laughs> look of... Or throwing one in the air for victory, yep. you know. Uh, um, good old Pedro Cantor, Space Marine Codex, you know, third edition image. So I, I played... Um, I think what I ended up painting was Alpha Legion. I only painted a handful of them, and I was really proud of them then. Um, but ultimately, after some time, I, I guess I lost track of that army. I think I gave it to a friend to paint and I never saw it again. Um, so the next thing I bought into was Space Wolves. Another kind of army that I sort of put on ice. I mean, when you're like 13 or 14, you don't have a job and you're being given money and stuff. You don't really, you don't really appreciate the things you have the way you should. Oh, 100%. so if you look back in some of those old armies, and it's it's amazing that I that I did anything with them. I can find any models from it because it's just just surprised they weren't discarded with everything else I didn't take care of. Um, but after Space Wolves, I think I mentioned the Marines from Black Reach, and then it was Dark Eldar. Uh, somewhere in there, I picked up some Word Bears. It's really like I'm trying to bring this in a chronological fashion, but um, this is kind of chronological as it all is more remembered as a fever dream. <laughs> it, was right. a, it was all the same summer. I think Marines, Dark Eldar, and Chaos. I, I mean, when I re entered Chaos again, um, and a big part of the word bearers is thanks to the Horus Heresy. I, I took a pause and I asked myself, who are the real villains of this? Okay, that's easy. Erebus is probably the biggest D you're ever going to meet in this. You ask any Chaos fan, even though myself, like me, that like the word bearers, you're going to go, Erebus is. POS. So I played Word Bearers for a while, and I played them in an edition where Chaos wasn't great. This was 5th going into 6th. And that, I think it was the book that they had that came out at the end of 4th edition. So going into 5th edition, they stripped them of all the Legion rules. You effectively had what could be best described as a book tailored towards here on Blackheart. Right. Um, and- but Lashes of Mission was out there, and that was a hell of an ability for a Slanesh-marked librarian, or sorry, Psyker, Chaos Psyker. And you had the the cool like demon 
Like, yeah, you used to be able to summon demons. In the, I mean, this is before they brought it all back again in 8th edition. Or if your character killed a character, you could roll and potentially yeah. become a... Uh, well, no, no, this came later, yeah. But oh, shit. This is, so back shit. then, when you wanted to summon a greater demon, it had to be one of your characters. Right. And so there's these really cool instances. Chaos, unlike Marines, if you fail to uh, morale and you're below half, they'll continue to flee. But there was this neat catch-22 that all these guys got butchered in a squad against Blood Angels and the aspiring champions fleeing. Well, I made my morale, but you had to keep rolling it every turn. Didn't matter. I also made my summoning roll, so that dude just exploded and turned to a greater demon. Yay. <laughs> like the best roll. Yeah, it was the, he just turned around, and he's like, hey, that's pretty neat, Blood Angels. Blom, 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 blom. Like, couldn't write it better. Um, and then I think after, like, honestly, 6th edition into 7th, it wasn't that I wasn't involved in Warhammer, but I was, if you remember, I was working at the store then. I was more running, like, not tournaments, but league nights, you know. I, I'd rather, to me, the league night was more of the lodges and the camaraderie. A tournament it just can be very... That was a fun time. It was. There were good leagues. It was, I mean, I don't think we were as concerned about getting everybody wanted everything to play. fair and roll, but everybody wanted to jump everybody in. Everybody was involved. Yep. We're all, I mean, I remember having a, a notepad that I would write relics down. Like, this relic would make the sun, you know, it'd swallow the sun. So, by the last turn, it, anyway, it was fun. Um, but really, 8th edition dropped Chaos, Dark Eldar. That's really been the two. Um, you mentioned your Dark Eldar being your secret army. I developed in the secret, and, you know, without you telling anybody, Dark Angels. It's like my Dark Angels secret. I never played them, I ain't given them away, but. <laughs> I. It would have been an immaculate army. I had it all. I mean, 30 Terminators, or I'm sorry, 25 Terminators, 26 bikes, 15 or 16 Black Knight. I mean, shoot. Full-fledged. I mean, yeah, I mean, you you helped me out by getting me those um, magnetized um, land speeders. So, yeah. I mean, a Raven Wing. I had second and first company like you couldn't believe. And then the Green Wing, thanks to all the Dark Vengeance sets, easily 30 Marines, a lot of characters that you could, you know, throw in there. Blade Guard, things like that. But now now we're just... Um, so what are you sitting on today? What am I sitting on today? Yeah, this is where you're going to be like, you didn't mention any of these before. Like, yeah, all right. Formally, what I'm sitting on today, and in this order of priority, Drukhari, Necrons. Ooh. Right? That's that's a recent buy. Uh, we had a friend, uh, I think, didn't want them. And then another friend and I kind of took it off his hands, and then I bought it out of that other friend. So it, it's changed hands, but it's... Necrons are fast. I it's that new Kron lore, as they say, that I really like dudes in Warhammer Fantasy. All all of the lore behind most of the stuff. Tomb Kings are awesome, Cetra, man. And so like when I look at the new Kron's lore, that's my first thought is it's the Tomb Kings in space, but in but like the best way. But the their lore is pretty fresh. It's fresh, it's cool. The Silent King may as well be Nagash if he weren't an A-hole and I actually cared about like righting the wrongs. Like Nagash is always looking at what can my servants do for me i am the god of death and the silent king although it may be a very arrogant approach is looking at it going what can i do for my servants and that justifies the actions right always has but no they're awesome i mean and they've even not to indulge too much in that and i'll hit the third but they've even left the lore in certain parts of space where certain necron dynasties won't go there because they're like those necron dynasties are insane and we don't talk about it almost as if they worship satan shards like the old necron lore is still in play that's insane. It's really cool. Like but it's awesome. Right, because they, like the Imperium before the Great Crusade, are isolated. And so the Silent King comes in and he's like, well, if we're going to do what we need to do, let's reunify. You know, anybody he comes in contact with that doesn't bend the knee, their protocol flips and they go, I'm bending the knee. <laughs> yeah, and the Stormlord, by the way, is like, F that. I'm the one that's the Grand Unifier. 
And so he's almost like um, Cetra in his own right. If you you know look at Cetra Nagash, he don't bend the knee. It's pretty cool. Uh, but no, the third and final army, I don't think I could ever get rid of the 17th. The Latra Sacrum, close to the left pauldron of my heart, word bears, owns so much chaos. Chaos is like, I feel like, more vast than what the Eldar lineup is. It, they're effectively now taken on, so you have your space marine element to your power armor, toughness sure. for all of that, and units that are sort of an inversion or adjacent to, mirrors of. And they have their cultists, their... their I mean, you can almost look at it like it's Gene Sealer cultists or the way they're fashioning more and more. You can almost run them like an Imperial Guard. You have demon engines, you got mass bodies. And then with those demon engines, it's almost like you got a Tyranid army right there, the way some of those things function. It's like, it's insane the, the variety chaos is beginning to offer. It has like a Gene Sealer cult effect with yeah. like the cultist. I, I mean, like the traitor guard, like there's just, it's the coolest stories like, uh, What's, his, what's the Inquisitor shit? Eisenhorn? Eisenhorn, yes. I should, I should like a guess. Yeah, so <laughs> it, essentially, like, the coolest stories for me recently have been, like, Traitor Guard, the inception of, like, one or two guys onto a planetary, and they just wreck everything from inside. Yeah, yeah, so the conspiracy from within. A very the, um, Alpha Legion uh, yes. approach, yeah. But I mean, like, that's just some of the coolest stories, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it starts from, like, these human cultists. It's it's always somebody within the system that's like, if I were just given a chance, oh, I'm never going to be given a chance? Well, this outsider has promised me more than I could ever imagine and dream of if I just help with this little regime change. Right. And, and what happens to that person that every evil. time, right? At, at the moment. Yeah, right. They always become one of the first bricks of many for that road to hell. But you, <laughs> but you have the Space Marine sub-faction, then you have demons, right. you mm-hmm. have demon engines, you have the cultists. It's you're, just, you, it's as just, you're talking, you reminded me, I also have a full Cornite demon army. And they, like... Shoot. I mean, Four like, armies then. Right? Yeah. Call it what you want, but Chaos is awesome. They're fun. Fast. Now, admittedly, the reason why you would ask, okay, well, I've had Word Bearers and, and Dark Eldar as long as I have, why is the Word Bearers 3 and Dark Eldar 1? There is something to be said about being within the realm of Astarte's storyline for a very long time. Even with Lord, the lore advancing, they love them or hate them, they're always going to be Astartes. So every now and again, I have to take a step away from the child soldiers that have daddy issues, whether they can't get over wanting to, you know, make sure they do right for dad or they can't get over what dad did to them. And they're really upset about it. Uh, I played salamanders. I know. I know you get it, but they all do. So when I say that, like every Marine player is like, yeah, but I played this. It's like, yeah, I know. Like that's the, that is the tragedy is you're taken as a boy from the home world. You're trained by the time you hit 13, they start putting all the genes in you and whoop, you're indoctrinated. I killed a salamander. (laughs) I killed a salamander on what was the what's the name of the world? Uh, is it Nocturne? Nocturne. Was, okay, yeah. yeah. But no, some so I admittedly I had to I'm take the, a step back from the child soldiers with daddy issues. And I had to go into like the chaos elves that are so nihilistic and have so much hubris that they would never admit they're chaos elves. It's awesome. I I mean, my attachment to Jakari, uh why it became Play a skin. Oh, oh sorry. Hexagaries. <laughs> Um, one is the lore, and then two, I just people told me like, oh, they're not good. Like, <laughs> that's cute. Let me let me show you what I what I have. Right. 
let me take you take this. Y'all want to see something? Back and right. t- tell you a story. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna pin this story into this the flesh I removed from you. The competitive aspect, the the versatility, the f- fastness of the army, um, always just made me like fall in love. No, you hit on it. I think chaos came first. More than I'm thinking about it, back and fifth. But the thought was, I'm already running these hard and fast. Do I really need a toughness four and a three up save? Can I sacrifice that to go? Horde. Six more inches and horde. Oh. Like, still ballistic skill three. I'm still winning you on fours. I'm Marines playing Marines, so those are the same dice rolls across the board. But now I can move seven or eight inches with my infantry. I can move 14 or 16 inches with my vehicles. Like, is that trade-off worth it? Uh, heck yes, it is, as I found out. But not everybody who tries that, because I know others think the same thing. They go, not everybody likes it. Some people end up going, oh, that tough three, it's not tough enough. I like being able to hold a position back to what we were hitting on before with Eldar. It's like, they're not made for taking an objective and sitting there, necessarily. You know? Unless you're grotesque. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, they are specifically made for <laughs> They're tailored for that. Um, gosh, we've talked about so much already. Um, let's take a second and talk about... Let's get serious? Okay. We have 10th edition coming out June 24th. So assumptions are we're gonna we're gonna day one have this codex and we're gonna go over it through and through. But yeah, over the next few weeks until that time, what we'd like to do is really dive into faction re- specific previews, our takes, what tenth, what we're excited about tenth, what codexes we're excited. Of course, it's Sirkari, but what other ones? <laughs> yeah, what other know, ones? What other ones are? Vast and dynamic. As we, we call it, the dissection from the Dark City. Yeah, we will be effectively putting these things on an operating table and showing you all their insides. And I will tell you all my obsessions. I will. Yeah, we'll tell you which ones we keep and which ones we put back into the uh, material box to be used later. And, and uh, essentially, um, we're going to go through every one of those uh, previews. Because what else is there to do in the Dark City? We've 10,000 years of the same old torture. New edition is going to spice things up around here. But as a as a, as a a channel, what we're going to try to provide for everybody is a weekly, weekly podcast where we're going over new 10th edition spoilers, codex reviews, 10th ed rules. Right. We're going to try and involve as many people as we possibly can to come in and talk about those things and get other people's perspectives. Um, but weekly podcast is what we're shooting for here at the at Dark City Discord. And some of the fun with that is, you know, once 10th edition becomes firm, it's no longer new, there is going to be the meta, and that meta will change. There will be erratas. And... There are other Games Workshop products, I guess, too, we could touch on. <laughs> oh, I assume. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of this other thing called Age of Sigmar or Kill Team or Warcry or the list goes on, right? Yeah, we're, we're not going to solely be just set on meta chasing, but that is going to be a good aspect. We love What we like to provide is just unit um, analysis. We're also going to get a Patreon started here in a little bit and talk about list reviews and talk about competitive standpoints um we don't have all the answers but we're gonna sure help anybody out there who wants to give us a shout out yeah that's some of the fun with the community and the outreach is that we might be the voice you may be the ears but you'll be talking back and we'll be listening back and there's gonna be things that we don't think about but heck 
if it causes us to pause, you know it's going to be on a show. What we'd like to do is do a Discord, Facebook page, Instagram, Patreon, so all of you guys can get in touch with us. If you ever have questions, we'd sure like to be your voice. be much easier than having to go through the normal astropath cadence. Correct. Which is Facebook. <laughs> is that what that is now? Yeah, the right. eyeless uh, metaphors. The uh, yeah. constant argument slash keyboard warriors. Welcome to the Jungian shadow world. <laughs> Where we have fact checkers. That'll be fun. I want to see the 40K fact checkers. Do you think they have checkers. a button? What, for fact checking? Yeah. Yes, yes. The Adeptus Administratum now has it in their protocols. They, I think their cogitators do have just a big, like... Like heresy button, Burp. and all the klaxons they 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 ring, and everyone comes out with all their ink stained fingers, and they're like, to "Where's the heresy? Where can we clean it up?" To every statement that says, "I think," I think, Cla- heresy klaxon admitted, engage. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna have to need we need a heresy button, and I think if we have time today, I think we can go over um, one or two of those previews, but uh, we'll keep going down our list today um um scheduled content again we're gonna try to do that every week weekly yeah does it make sense i think weekly is easy but saturdays uh let's talk on that um i like the idea of like a friday release maybe like thursday recording friday release but i do like that um maybe as it makes sense like if we because i hate to say that we're gonna want to mirror too much warhammer community is but if the release cadence makes sense for us to talk about something when everything's already out Right, so they do. Else, you know. They do business days, and we can collapse right. that on a Friday. Right. right, I think so too. And then, but it's subject to change. You know what I want to happen, and the nice thing about this sort of platform is that we're not going to get the UPN Friday clock, Friday slot that will be the death nail to any show. You know, we're flexible. We'll record and put up where it makes sense for your guys' convenience. And of course, there's always the backlog. Right, and uh, if we have guests too, we always like to be trying to fit their schedule too so if we if we have to look i will flay your skin on your time okay right (laughs) your convenience my friend is there drugs Uh, drugs involved yeah well if you want anesthesia that's fine i prefer it without whether i'm the recipient or the tormentor i think that it really lets you drink in the nuance the pain when you can feel every okay the good drugs (laughs) yeah i want the drugs that heighten it not not dull it let's do that right okay got this guy's number down but yeah um i keep going back we want to involve as many people as we possibly can so even next week i think if we we have a couple people in mind that we may come on and just speak their mind about 40k you know we're we're just going to continue to to share you think in local i know i know a couple people we've talked to Yeah. yeah some people that have actually been engaged play games own multiple armies Think a little bit critically. Not too critically. We don't want to be upstage in our own show. That is like rule, like number Never. one. Never. We might be humble, nice guys. We want to have you around. But at the end of the day, we're still batch brothers, born and bred, half-bred of the Drukari. You can't unwatch this arrogance and this hubris. It don't come out. Don't come out. It's in there forever. That's <laughs> how that goes. Okay. So now that you know a little bit about us, um, let's just dive right in you know we're close to the hour mark this is the most fun i have doing this because you like the first 10 minutes you're like tick 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 and then you look and you're like holy crap 
Uh, well, do we want to dive into? How about we talk about our let's let's? I do want to hit on tenth edition, but let's save that for its own thing. Sure, we can. But in the interim, let's talk about the one thing we like the most about tenth edition, or if we don't have something we like the most, the one thing we're maybe looking forward to the most. You want me to start? Yeah, I'll put you on the spot. Okay, gosh, I love the negativity. <laughs> You're like dragon energy, right? You feed off of it. I feed off everyone's okay. agony. Yeah, the great serpent. True, yes, a true Jakari. I like even in my own little team, like everybody is already just 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 skeptical mm-hmm. when we have like this just this tiny, tiny, tiny bit of information. When, like, like going over the the Eldar one, everyone was just like f- talking about how terrible it was, and like you still have fate dice. Yeah, they're very. They're, I think they're still looking at it. Like, and I don't know what's in their Doom dark heart. Guide but is the only thing that we've lost. Well, you know, again, we don't. You're, we don't even. They're know judging that. it by ninth ed eyes. You know, we don't even know what tenth ed eyes look like yet. What is the points cost? Is Eldar going to go to a horde again? Yeah, maybe. <gasps> Who knows? Who knows? You don't know any anything. And, and to get emotional and disheartened on like a, what they gave what one unit profile? One or two. Guardians and maybe the maybe it was just the oh guardians and the farseer. Oh yes. So two profiles out of what, thirty? At least, yeah. We're talking like a one and two and Yeah. And as we discussed, yeah, well, I'll get on that. Yeah. One in thirty. I think I picked what I like. I'm looking forward to the most. Um, but we'll get so we know it does 3% a couple of the information. We know three percent. Yeah, <laughs> there's still a whole sea of things out there of unknown. We can uh. speculate, and that's what we will do. We are going to speculate the crap out of this, but I don't want to clutch at pearls too much. Looking at a previous edition, so I. That doesn't really tell tell you like what I'm excited for. It kind of does. It, it, you're from your Jukari spirit, enjoying all the people like crying right now, because because that's know, not your first time. We've gone through this, you know, right? And I know there's winners and losers, but every time somebody tells me that like, oh, Jukari suck or something like that, it's like, yeah, uh, check kinda, you're kind of showing you showing us how little you know, or or what experiences your, you've yet to counter. Your strategic prowess is lack thereof right right um and give it four months right. <laughs> it may change with yeah. gw's uh new, it's mercurial for sure i mean it, you're gonna have necrons and uh space marine codexes updated and buffed and we all know code you know the codex creep is sometimes it's real sometimes it's not again games workshop Labels winners and losers, but now they've committed to a four-month time turnaround time for improving balance and competitiveness. I mean, there's never going to be a true balance, but they can sure improve on things like, hey, this this unit type and this combination yeah. is clearly wrong, mm-hmm. and we're going to let it ride for four months or less. So, I mean, I can give it to GW that at least they're trying on that but again the possibilities for 10th the the yes the negativity that everyone was bringing in but I'm happy as a clam to know that we're gonna have a fresh I, I, start I think more stuff got painted since like every time somebody complains two more models get painted <laughs> 
But no, like, I've been cataloging, like, everything I have for 10th. I'm ready to, like, just, like, I need to finish some more grotesques and mm-hmm. racks. To it's really got me f- painting. I mean, that's... That's about the only thing that I'm really lacking in my Drakari army. It's just a vast... All, everything, army, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, I have everything paint, like, a ton of stuff painted, but not enough. Not enough. Not enough for Kamra. Um, I'm excited for that. Uh, possibilities... New, new strategies. I mean, our team um, dropped their name. Forty KC is having a mid mo. The first GT after the new edition. Three weeks after mid mo GT. Eight games, three days. Whoa! Where is this happening? Here, what, what dates? Um, let me just look it up. Just get in the habit of it. Even if this doesn't go out, you know. Shout out to those that are part of our local life's blood. Absolutely. Um, Last year, our team hosted, judged, um, and put on but such But didn't a, pass judgment. They put on <laughs> probably one of the best GTs I've ever seen. Super coordinated. That means a lot. You see, you have the patience to go to those, whereas I in the past did not. So to hear that coming from you, that means a lot. I mean, it, I think you would tolerate just about any GT you went to, but to say that this one is above the others, like a cut above the rest is... Says a lot. And I said Midmo. It's Show Me Showdown. Show yeah. Me Showdown. Okay, we'll make sure Good we get it right when it's, it's formal. <laughs> um, it's July... Unique New York. <laughs> it's July 14th through hey, July 16th. that's my birthday. Well, happy birthday. Well, not yet, but it will be then. <laughs> but July 14th through July 16th, eight games, pound out, 10th edition. Wow. Everybody making mistakes, everybody learning how to play the new edition. I just think that that would be a I a imagine time. you're going to have me ride shotgun with you on that one, huh? I hope you I yeah, hope you yeah, come. We'll, we'll see. I, I think I will. I'll help you paint. Well, you don't need to help me paint. Um, but I'll if I don't, but if I don't, yeah, there we go. Um, but if I don't, uh, if I don't play, I definitely want to be around it. Like, even going to an Every event, con man likes to be around the con before he look, jumps in. Even going to events yeah. and absorbing information, exactly. and watching people is is a, one an experience. Two, you got to get in the water before you can swim. You know, oh, absolutely, and like hanging around judges and helping everybody. I mean, even if you went and talked to some of our team people, like, hey, this reads this. Yeah, you know, like, oh, I'm sure they would like me around because I mean, I mean, usually when I am in those tournaments, I'm like that guy. It's like you know he's. Are you sure? Yes, is it right here? I mean, every judge yeah. there's going to have what three weeks of tenth. Uh-huh. But what they do, what most people don't bring with them is a rules lawyer. That's what I am. Usually. Right. <laughs> I don't have a degree, but if I did, it would probably come to the same place that Saul Goodman got his. But I want to shout out to the tournament organizer, which is one of our team members, Nathan Martin. He's uh, Mr. Martin, Men Among Men. You've he's he used to come up to thirty first century. Did he? Yeah, Nathan. super nice guy. I bet you you would know him if you saw. You guys, show me a picture. Oh, show me a picture, and then pass the buck to me because I want to talk about what I what I'm looking forward to most in tenth edition. Oh yeah, I reckon. I think I recognize that guy. I mean, to be honest with you, you see so many gamers. Chubber. All the gamers start to look alike. Yeah, okay. He's super super nice guy. I don't remember him negatively, so I, I'm willing to concede that you're probably right on that. Super nice guy. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Eight games, three days. Is that an homage to the Ruinous Four, the eight games? Yep. Okay. Get I think it's just... Four intersecting lines of fate. Last year, they had 230-plus players, so like, wow. when you have 
six games you can't get to the top tippy top uh-huh. winner winner but winner eight games it's like shotgun rounds almost yeah they have like chess clocks or do you guys do that usually yeah, in turn? A- okay absolutely cool hour 15 because you have my ignorance here but no it chess clocks um, what that's another whole <laughs> oh yeah no right it i keeps... shouldn't say i'm ignorant of that i think i've heard your anecdotals about those oh man it's <laughs> i've had people like it, too many stories about the chess clock. Let's just say. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Oh, we can devote a whole episode to it. That would be a fun one. We Make can. you relive that misery and batch up that suffering for res- a revivification another time. It's tenth edition. I like the detachments. Um, I will. I'm most intrigued by them. I don't know if I'm going to like or hate them yet, but I'm fairly confident that just about everything that was faction specific and I, I think Games Workshop they have come out and said this already but we're really going to see more going that way you want to play uh, Black Ark Ball here's your detachment you know And but with that you have your Jakari Codex let's just say for example you're going to take witches you're going to take racks you're going to take cabals but I'm going to take it in a Black Heart detachment and I'm allowed to do this I, it's very similar beats you find with Age of Sigmar especially in your your uh, your chaos god books. You know, I want to take a mortal army of corn led by a demon general. Okay, you can do that. No problem. Not everything is necessarily going to get all the rules because keywords are still in play. But by taking units from your own army book, even though they don't fall into your faction, quote unquote, isn't going to penalize you. I'm looking forward to that. If that is, in fact, how detachments are going to work. I sure hope that's what it... What I almost the- called them war scrolls. I'm doing really, I'm doing a really good job. <laughs> oh, crap. Did I just call it a war scroll? <laughs> um, I'm excited for that. Taking like a succubus or like a homunculus as my leader, yeah, right, and then filling it out for with whatever. There's I'm hopeful for that. I'm hoping that they have benefits to every unit type that that could potentially go in there. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, the the division is clear. There's witches, cobalite, and coven. Right. Right. Even in Kamra, there's a there's clearly a distinction, and we don't mix match unless it's right. Like a time. real space race, yeah. But even when you read those books, you do get the idea that there's like a patronage, like this archon sponsors this arena, and that's why she carries more like Hecatrix with her, and she almost reads like she's a succubi, but she's an archon. Kind of makes sense. Okay, I can I can buy that. I think that was the late Eternal, something like that. But but anyway. remember fifth, like yeah, it was every- all just Dark Elder. Right, and yeah. everything functioned and had its own special rules, which was like a data sheet thing. Yeah. Which is really tributing back to it. Yep, you hit on it. So your front-loaded sub-faction rules aren't necessarily going to be the bigger driving factor. You probably may find a lot more inherent rules on the data slate. Like, witches you could not fall back from. Remember that? Yes. Back in fifth? Like, yep. so a big blob of 20, come at me, bro. Come at me. Like, I mean, it was almost the equivalent I'm, of putting a defiler and there were things right, that couldn't wound it. Yeah. 20 coming out of a day, little baby. webway in the center of the table. I'm going to come at your Terminators, and guess what? I got four up in bones. Yeah, I got four up in bones in combat. It's fun times. But I really feel like that's what 10th is becoming. Um, if they do the, the the dividing of all the different factions and give them bonuses, I'm not going to be upset. I think eventually we'll probably see codices that return back to that cadence, but initially we'll, as it's what is simple, but not uh, simplified, but not simple. It makes sense to have all that as a detachment. I'm a Space Marine Army role, but I want to be a Gladius Task Force. Okay, great. Well, here's your, how your combat doctrines work. I think it also mm-hmm. helps in design if you yeah. don't do that. But um, do you think that we'll have advance in charge? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
I don't it know. may be in the form of a stratagem. And we may even see, yeah, sorry. On that note, they did articulate stratagems. The six specific to your faction will be determined or can be determined influenced by what detachment you take. So there might be like one of the, what's the witch covet? Red Grief? Are they the ones that can charge and uh, advance and charge? Well, shoot, all can at some point, but the one's known for it without having to get to the power from pain ability to do it. Oh, I, I don't, I think it's they took that out. They did. They, okay. Well, I know that there was a witch cult known for their kind of fast oh, approach. So I think it was Red Grief. Yeah, Red, yeah, advance and charge. Prior to ninth. So seeing an advance and charge appeal would be really cool, but it would probably come in the form of a stratagem for a detachment. No, I'd like that idea, and I sure hope they go that direction. We don't have a whole army that does it, but you do have a unit you can set up to do it, get it done when you need to have it done. But if they don't have that, what are you going to supplement their movement with? Well, I hope to see them at least movement eight. Um, I mean, they're movement eight right now, but I'd like maybe go up. Sorry, I digress a little bit, but when you saw some of the movements for Slanesh Demons, that it was like 10. It's like, oh my God. You kidding? Was it a chariot? No, it was a demonette. Oh, goodness. I I don't know if that's in the... Again, ninth edition is my blind spot for some of the newer releases like Chaos Demons and World Eaters for that matter. But when I I looked at Age of Sigmar for the Heat Knight Slanesh and I saw it, I was like, good Lord. Movement 10. Yeah... Are combat drugs going to exist? Are yeah, that's a good question. The advance and charge. I mean, how powerful pain is still going to be there? Or poison weapons still going to be a thing? Prior to ninth, everything had a six up in uh, feeling of pain, right? Um, which I mean, I enjoyed because it was just like it was always like that one. We're always rolling dice, right? <laughs> yeah. oh. Even a couple light warrior. Last cannon. Hang on. How much damage? Four. Even six up invuls in this edition with the ones with don't have filled up uh, filled up pain was it's not bad still. Yeah, I like that they got they have something to account for the fact that and then it went up to turn, you know it went up to five a turn. Oh, that's right. You know, turn three with Cabal the Black Card, you got five up invuls on everybody. I know, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, your mercenaries as well, right? Because they counted right. as yeah, yeah. So my incubi are five up. Yeah, your scourges. I mean, it didn't make yeah. that. That big Scourge already had five. Oh, that's right, because they had the ghost plate armor. Right. That's right. I just, the possibilities for what Drakari are, they're going to get rained back, right? Yeah. So, what do you, what in your opinion, Scott, do you think that Drakari will get? And what is there one thing you think is just going to make them stand out from every other army? Uh, That's a good question. Um, if I think it's going to have to do with power from pain, but seeing how they made demons work with effectively corrupting parts of the board and instilling fear, I wonder if Drukari are going to have a morale um, debuff or influencers, whether it come in the form of their weapons or specific army rules, but I'd like to see them. If they don't get it, I would be a little disappointed. But in the new cadence of putting onus on morale, meaning something in the game, I'd like to see the Drukari be able to mess with that and in spades. The Coven of the Twelve... Even oh, yeah, they were big on that, yeah. Or a big... Uh, but like, um, what is it? Um, not Haywire Grenades. Phantasm Grenade Launcher. If that thing, instead of doing mortal wounds, is like, oh, if you... if and Maybe it does, but if you cause a wound, that unit immediately has to take a battle shock test. Like, right then and there. I'd be like, yes. I don't know if people know how amazing battle shock is and I'm how the I'm making assumptions here, but yeah, I think Onus is going to be objectives or win games, and if you can't score, then... Psst, 
Can't the dynamic it. of yeah. Battleshock is going to be huge. The yep. fact that they made a whole Tyranid, like, one turn, everybody takes a See, battle shot. I say that, you know, and again, I don't want to be the cynic here, but I've seen in the past where they, they stack it and you're like, that's such a cool rule. That means they're putting emphasis on it, like Night Lords, 8th edition. And then it comes out and you're like, oh, morale still doesn't mean anything. You, you know, but like, I'm with you though. When I saw that was my first, I was like, you know, I think morale is actually going to be a, an important part of this game. They, Even if it's like a momentary, like not guys breaking and fleeing, but guys like saying, I can't grab this objective. I am pinned down this turn. They flopped Psychic and I'm not, I say flop. It's just it's not a phase anymore. To it's very weird, yeah. To morale being the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So psychic is now baked into a profile. Does some cool tricks. Isn't quite the dynamic that we used to have. Still has some buffs, um, but now it's 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 morale. Yeah, so we hope so. Morale and OC. Is that what it is? Objective control. Is that yeah. I was going to say QC. I see a Q in there, but nice OC. having ten. Up. But here, this is what I think. I think that advance and charge is going to be baked in. Okay, that could um, be an army rule. Okay, that having it neat. having it turn two was never a thing, in my opinion. It, it threatened my opponent, right? If I could potentially do it with turn one, but that was never the thing. In a highly competitive table, no one, no one went for the hail mary. No You're, one would would bake in a a turn one charge and if they did it was a throwaway unit yeah you knew you're overextending your reach and getting your opponent to react and it's I'm giving this to you treat it well you know (laughs) or maybe it's just witches yeah just in the unit profile that would make sense witches baked in baked in advance and charge and god I I'm crossing my fingers but Cabal has like three up poison that would be neat or just 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 give me poison like I I I would say fearful, but after seeing Shuriken not have its special rule, I'm starting to wonder, like, are we going to see things that we took for granted go away? Who knows? There's... I... Tell you what, though, if it does go away and all the Drakari players start complaining, we'll be right there with you to soak up and feed off of your misery. <laughs> something's gotta... Something's gotta give. Yeah. I will be there to pick it up. Right. Coven, do they get a five up? Feeling the pain still? I mean, I'm telling you, like, how many games I've played in the last year where I've taken four to eight grotesque, a six-up invuln, and a five-up Filna Pain yeah. on four wounds actually is good. I checked this last night. We're So we're talking about all these potentialities. And we'll try to land the plane soon, mostly because I'd like to get on the road, but that's okay. Um, there's all these potentialities for Dark Eldar. Like we've always said, there's three armies in one. I did some checking. They, next to Leagues of Votan... Leagues of Votan have the least because they're the newest, but they have the Drukari have the least amount of models for and Xenos Army, which is that it's strange to think about when you think about like I could play an all witch army and all homunculus army. And I know that I'm spamming all the same models, but holistically, I don't feel like I am. I feel like yes, it's a unit of axe, but this one has this weapon composition and they do this task. You know, it's it's no different than when I was playing Space Marines and having Marines and Rhinos. Yeah, it's weird though because 24, and I mean that includes. A box set? I feel like half got cut out. Oh, I know. You feel that way, right? Why? <laughs> <laughs> it. I don't feel like it, it happened. I. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. $35 grotesque for us. Like, so, essentially, listeners, GW cut out all of our fine cast models. Yeah. Not that anybody was buying them, but, you know, your Beastmasters. Well, you bought them all already. That's probably why no <laughs> one was buying them. But, but that's hopeful. Maybe that means that 
because it's not a special character you can cut. That means that we'll get a box set for that's like a Beastmaster and a unit of beasts. Or maybe we'll get a box set that is an Archon's Court. Lim- unlimited potential. Yeah. Just, you know, if GW wants to cast that die. And that is a double That is what I'm thing. looking forward to. Cool. What do you think is a good stopping point? I think that is. Um, we've told you a little bit about who we are, what we are as a channel, what we're looking forward to, that we're going to continually looking for new guests, new perspective, and looking for that preview. Looking for that preview. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try to join you again before the Drukhari are dropped, but uh, we're going to come with our guns loaded, talk about more 10th edition, maybe even pick out, you know, assuming Drukhari haven't dropped, which faction focus we like the most thus far. Sounds yeah, plan. our yeah. potentials, little game plans, strategies. Yeah. I like Tower definitely different, but yeah, we'll I talk like, it around. I, yeah, I like your, your your game plan. Cool. Well, hey, thanks for joining us, everybody. If you're hearing us in real space, you're lost in the warp, or if you're right next door somewhere in the dark city, remember that we are the Batch Brothers, and this has been Dark City Discord. Signing out.